Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Short and Spooky. This is the podcast about anthology shows, uh, but only from the 80s and the 90s. And sometimes the, the early 2000s. Times. Oh, we screwed it up. No, that still works. That's great. All I mean, right. that's just like our podcast. It's authentic. It's authentic. It's real. Yes. It's like us. All right. Well, I am Tommy Trash, and I'm joined, as always, by Johnny the Junk Man. That's me. Yeah. Um, it's a little chilly in the studio. It's that time of year. Maybe little, it's cold yeah. inside. I'm um I'm bundled up a little bit. When it comes to the studio, it is cold inside. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Iceman is here as well. Oh, is that what it is? It's yeah. the chill from from your cold. Uh, I mean, reviews. I gotta embrace it. Um, not I'm not gonna be terribly icy today for this episode though. So. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, but uh, thanks. Um, thanks for coming by, and uh, we're, we're hopped in here. Brought you some groceries. Yeah, you did. Um, like a good neighbor. And work paid for them. Yeah, that's even better. Yeah, shout out to our corporation that we work for. They uh, know that I'm... Yeah, we love huge corporations. Yes, <laughs> especially the ones that sponsor us. Can we please get them some tax breaks, though? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Speaking of, it's going to be tax time soon. Yeah, uh, who knows what's going to go on with that. And we also are going to get that stimulus coming up soon, it sounds like. Mm, I wouldn't hold my breath for that one. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm hoping. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, for me, that'd be great, because, you know, I can't work right now. Everybody needs it. Yeah, and then, you know, I get that with some uh, the uh, disability uh, insurance that I have. I was just thinking about asking Santa for some cash. Oh, yeah. Is it too late to send him a note? Uh, no way. There's a there's a post office box uh, on uh, Candy Cane Lane. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what they call the street here in Alameda. Um, it is a street that everybody who lives on that street is mandated to have to decorate their house. There's a street like that um, in New Hampshire where I grew up as well, too. Oh, it's great. I remember going there when I was a kid, and, like, Santa would show up, like, the week before Christmas, and, like, you would go there, and it was the first time I ever saw the small, like, individual candy canes. Oh, and yeah. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. He probably stole them from the elves. Yeah, the other, <laughs> for the elf-sized ones. I actually liked those better. I mean, I never was a big candy cane. Those are was the last one to uh to go for me like you know out of the stocking to get eat, eaten consumed yeah i mean like it's it's peppermint it's not gonna be as good as a... you know you know what i kind of liked i kind of like the little ones sometimes because they're almost a little like chewy do you know what i mean hmm. or like when they were a little aged i guess <laughs> i mean i think that's fair of most candy canes is they're in their age they don't have that snap mm. they're like anti-slim gyms yeah oh man yeah i've never been a slim gym fan either by the way, uh, if anybody who works at Slim Jim's listening, why don't you go ahead and make a uh, candy cane-shaped Slim Jim for the holidays? Oh, my God, yeah. Great idea. That'd be so weird looking. You can use it for free. Yeah. That's a free, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a free, that's a gift for to Slim Jim from us. From, from Short and Spooky yeah. Crew. Um, but, yeah, what what, uh, what other holiday candies did you like? Uh, I love an Almond Roca. When, uh, I don't know why I associate them with holiday. I think just some stores like put them out more or put them in like the little holiday tin. I don't even know what that is. Oh, it's uh, it's toffee uh, covered in chocolate and nuts. Oh, that sounds good. It is really good. Oh man, if you haven't had one, I gotta bring you some. I got a, I got a box I'm working on right now. Well, it's a tin. I was gonna make a joke about something, but oh, eating something out of a box or just working on some Yummy. box that I know. Mmm. Uh, no, yeah, I like the those a lot. And then uh, I mean, you gotta love the uh, Reese's Christmas tree. Oh, yeah, classic. I feel like the chocolate, excuse me, the peanut butter inside those things are a little different than a regular peanut butter cup. They're a little softer. Did you ever have, um, I, I don't know if this may be an East Coast thing or just maybe my mom's recipe, but she used to make these cookies uh, that looked like wreaths. 
Ooh. And they were like with frosted flakes, not frosted flakes, like like uh, corn flakes, basically. And they'd be mixed with like a, like a some sort of uh, frosting, and then you let them. Really? Yeah. You, like that I'll, sounds I'll, interesting. Kind of sounds like almost like an oatmeal cookie, but instead of oatmeal flakes, it's corn flakes. Yeah, and it's really really good. I'll, I'll uh, when we take a break, a, I'll look it up. Yeah. Do you have a special name for them or something? No, I just didn't. Think, I haven't thought about them until literally just now. Oh. I was just racking my brain thinking about you know uh, holiday stuff. Oh yeah, and we also got to uh, give a shout out to our. Uh, uh, necessary Simpsons reference where uh, Marge was making Christmas trees for Lisa and mm-hmm. then broken arrowheads, bloody arrowheads for Bart, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one. Um, obligatory Simpsons reference. Uh, speaking of obligatories, uh, shout out to the shorties, the spookies. Don't want to forget them. Alameda, moms, dads. And all the rest of the, the, the extended the, family. The extended family and their extended families. Too. Yeah. And if you're listening, what's up, Coop? Yeah. Hey, Cooper. <laughs> um... Wonder if what shorty or spooky is the one who uh, who jumped me? Oh, uh, maybe did, all they did, if all they do is jump you, it was probably a shorty. I was going to say if it was a spooky, you probably would woke up with like kiss marks all over your face. Well, I woke up with both. Isn't that <laughs> weird? It was one of each. Um, it's like they love you, but you hate you. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So yeah, anything else you want to catch up our listeners on or each other? Hmm. Everyone misses me at work, huh? Yeah, dude. You're uh, you're Mr. Popularity, obviously. I got texted by someone I hadn't seen since it, and she said, "Take care." Oh, okay. Um, was there like a uh, a wink? Was there a picture of a peach? A peach? <laughs> it was more like a taco. Oh, no, that's kidding. Just very nice uh, gesture by someone. That with. would be great though if you could just turn emojis different colors to uh, for different meanings. You know, you get a you pink taco. Some of them. I know, but I'm saying specifically, if you can make a pink taco, it would be great. A pink taco? Uh huh. Okay, that'd be cool. <laughs> Sometimes they're purple. Uh huh. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh. So today we're here, speaking of tales from the crypt. Yeah. We're doing the tales from the crypt episode that you picked out today. Yes. A little and... backstory just before we get into it. I remember watching this episode uh, at my friend's tenth birthday party. Uh. It was that would must have ruled in that shower scene. Awesome. Basically, some... uh, you know, we all watched horror movies and shit all the time, and uh, we all, all of us kids were just obsessed with, like, aliens and Jaws and Gremlins, and on his birthday, his mom was like, all right, you know, cable's there, I'll rent you whatever the hell you want to watch, and we uh, watched uh, Lost Boys, Leprechaun 1, and a bunch of episodes of Tales from the Crypt. You know, it's funny about the, the, the coincidence of that. Hmm is um, Teddy is in Lost Boys and in the episode we watched today. Yes. Uh, you already, you stole my thunder. It's exactly yep. right. Um, no, I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. Uh, there's there's some people in this episode, uh, yeah. which is what I love about a good HBO. Uh, and um, Lizzie is also in an episode of um, Outer Limits from the 90s. And Snaz, Snaz. is in Leprechaun 5. Yep. He's, he's actually that's leprechaun from the hood by the way yeah yeah i what? mean there's a lot of people doing a lot of stuff in this yeah um but anyway that's just my little uh little story i was like this was one of the ones i remember from when i was a wee lad and yeah you better believe it i was like whoa gore and whoa boobs yep. it was just that's, uh, a, that's a cool uh birthday party said yeah oh, my friend's man. 10th birthday party you know what i got him for a gift a uh, jurassic park action figure Cool. It was a, it was a, it was a raptor. I was gonna say raptor with dino damage, which was like a bite taken out of it. Oh, I remember that. It had like a little rubber plug you could like pull out and show like the dinosaur's ribs. And That's it was, right. Yeah, I remember um, one of the cool like interactive toys like that. Is my friend had the um, some sort of uh, Ninja Turtle toy where you could like fill it with 
ooze. Yes. And it would like ooze out of it, like it's like eyes and ears and mouth and stuff like that. I, I can't think remember. I had that guy. That's such that was that toilet. Like in hindsight, that was such like a a scheme. Like because it's like, oh, we you have to buy like you get to keep buying the bottles of, of slime, ooze, yeah. Of slime, yeah. Um, and so you know, it's like, oh, here's some toy that, that they have to keep coming. It's like a drug. They're like they have to keep coming back, or the kids not going to play with it. Oh yeah. Well, I had that toy, and I also had a bunch of ooze. But every time I would buy a thing of ooze, I would drop it on the ground immediately, and it would like get all the dirt and shit in there. And yeah. Like, okay. Now it's worthless. No, I don't want to play with this. Same thing with like Gak. After a certain amount of time, it'd just be like your dog's hair, and then like it's like a ticking clock, man. You only have yeah. so long to play with that thing before it's wrecked. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a fun little walk down memory lane. But uh, the episode we're talking about today in question is Tales from the Crypt Split Second. Yeah, um, season three, episode eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, great cast. Yeah, uh, it's got. Um, I think probably the biggest guy in it is a character actor who you probably know best from uh, Blade Runner. Yeah, uh, I don't have the actor's name handy. Oh, I did just a second ago. Um, it's not Dan Martin. That's the that's Snaz. Um, but anyway. Uh, let's establish some uh, drinking game rules. Um, a drinking game rule. Brian James, is that what you're thinking of? That's exactly who I was thinking of. Brian. 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 Um, drinking game rules. Uh, what do you got? Uh, drink when someone drinks. Okay, that's gonna be a lot. Drink when someone smokes. That's gonna be a lot. Uh, and then every time someone uses a chainsaw. That's gonna be a lot. <laughs> I had, um, inner monologue. Okay. Um... And then, uh, what was the other one? No, uh, that's enough. I had that's another that's... one, too. I was, I was not that stoked on, but everyone, every time they're like, I love this guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, mine was, um, it was going to be, it, it'd be way too often, but like when the ADR in the background, basically. Oh, yeah. Because like whenever there's like a crowd around them that you don't see, everyone's always like, wow, Teddy, you so fast. Yeah. And it's also, they use, they, they just do a lot of ADR stuff, uh. I'll, the entire I'll, episode. Yeah, I'll call one out later, but it doesn't really matter. But um, those are the rules. Um, so let's do what we do, and let's get into it. Let's do it. All right, so uh, let's get right into it and talk about the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what I was like about when I was watching the intro? What's that? Um, it's got it's got kind of a slow intro. It kind of goes down a little tunnel. Yeah, so I, they, uh, I think in the first couple seasons, they have a longer intro than they do in the later seasons, where it just kind of is like... The camera goes downstairs, and then all of a sudden, it's automatically in the crypt. But yeah, this one has the, the stair scene. I, I just, uh, it gets me excited because it's like this anticipation of just like, what's he got for me? Like, what, <laughs> like, what's what's he going to say? Like, what's his little, like, costume he's going to be wearing? Come on, Crypt Keepy. What you got? Um, that must have been a fun job. Oh. Designing the little costumes for him. Oh, yeah. I mean, he is, like, he's like, oh, what is he going to be this? Are you going to be a judge? That's is what I'm saying. He's going to be a like, chef? Yeah. Um, what was he this week? He was just a... Uh, he was a normal. He was normal. All right. Yeah. And, and but he, he had he was um sharp. Well, so basically we, we see him and he's uh grinding uh, an axe. Mm-hmm. And he's got a uh, what's he say? Um. Well, the one of the puns that I got is he has, uh, it's I go on a chopping spree instead of a yeah. shopping spree. And there's he talks about uh, swinging a little bit like an axe. Uh huh. But he's like, this girl wanted to try herself at swinging, and I was like, is this supposed to be like a reference, like like a sexual reference? Oh yeah, probably. Not like swinging dick, but like you know, a swinger. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. She's swinging around. I mean, it'd be great if you made a swinging dick. Joke. Yeah. <laughs> that the, it ends with like the guy Teddy's just doing the helicopter. What do you think uh, Crip Keeper's dick looks like? 
Mm. Have we talked about this before? I don't think we've covered this. I don't... I think he... I think it's either not there, like a Ken doll. Like his nose. It's just like a broken off. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, or it's like just foreskin. Uh. Like like a nipple almost. Oh boy. Like a little Hershey kiss. Yeah. All right. I like that. Uh, but yeah, that's our little intro we get from Crib Keeper and then we get right into our first voiceover inner monologue. So that's a drink. Take a drink. Yep. Um, but yeah, so it cuts to this this like, you know, classic like country bar mm-hmm. kind of thing. We meet, um, we meet Liz, um, what, our yeah. female lead. And uh, this is another drink because she's dropping off a round of beers to some uh, lumberjacks. Mm-hmm. And they're all drinking the same, like, clear-ish beer. Like, it's... it's. Is, you think it's beer? Because it looked like when she brought them another round, it was like a whiskey or something. Like No, a... it was just like small beers. Oh. <laughs> it probably was like a, a, one of those happy hours where you get like half drink for like a third of the price or something like that, you know? Oh. I don't know. I'm just making. Doesn't sound very happy to me. I'm like, give me my full beer. Well, I'm sure it's like they. Maybe it's like ten dollars to drink for the hour, which can. Uh, It's like you know, you get like six ounces at a time as opposed to twelve or sixteen. What a racket! But and and it looks as flat as fucking can be too. That's why I didn't even think it was beer. I was like, oh, it must be whiskey or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, she's she walks through and before she even picks that that new set of beers up, she's getting like slapped on the ass. Mm -hmm. She Um, she her she. Oh, she's a babe too. Oh. Stone Cold. Stone Cold Babe. She's a babe. She's a robo babe. Uh, the eye makeup is killer. Yeah. Oh, you like that makeup, huh? I did like that makeup. Oh, I've never heard you speak up about any of that makeup before. Maybe I... Even special effects makeup. This is the first one. <laughs> um, Whenever uh, we go home, I go to the bathroom and start putting um, eyeliner. I've never done that before. <laughs> okay. Uh... So Liz uh, d- uh, does a little uh, exposition here, and she explains that she was uh, cruising around, uh, drifting from town to town. She found this bar. She's working there for tips until she makes enough money to leave. Uh, she's not really happy working yeah, there. Yeah, she doesn't even have enough money to put in the bank, which I don't didn't really understand. I think uh, she said that the tips that she make weren't the kind that you can put in a bank because she was getting tips of dicks. Oh, do you think so? I thought that's what it meant because she's she's beautiful but she's also quite of a she's a loose woman she's not to slut shame anyone but i'm just explaining uh let the record show that that uh that was the junk man uh she's i say be as loose as you want i am not faulting her for that i'm just as far as uh you know story story mode story wise um she's looking to leave and uh she's getting harassed by all the local dudes oh yeah well when she drops off the she has a great line or like the great little interaction she drops off the beers and she goes uh your fourth round in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's what led me to believe that this was some sort of like, you know, beers are free for the hour of like this time to this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, what's his name? Banjo. The, banjo. Yeah. <laughs> we got Banjo, Snaz, and then... Artie. Artie. Uh-huh. Um, and she basically plays the guy. She's like, he, he sa- she says something sarcastic and then she goes to him, like, oh, oh. I am. A, I thought I was being a stand-up comedian, like mm-hmm. having to talk to you guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is like sort of turned on by that, like by getting insulted by her. Yeah, he likes being treated like uh, trash. He basically goes, um, "Come on, baby, come back to my car. I got some sheepskins." Yeah, and she goes, "Oh, I thought you prefer them live." Uh, which is funny. It's a to great her, joke. It's a sheep fucking joke. To her credit, that, that's pretty good. But um, you ever you ever uh, used a uh, sheepskin? No condom. No, I did once. Are they? Re- I didn't know that was a thing. No, yeah, it's a real thing. They were. That's what they originally were before latex existed. And I once uh, 
dated a girl who had a latex allergy and she couldn't use condoms. So oh, had okay. To use those. They were weird. I definitely weird. I dated a girl who had a latex. Uh, I didn't. I don't want to say dating, but had a latex allergy and you just put it in the butt. I just raw dogged it. Oh, okay. There you go. Responsible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, enough of that horrible topic. Um, but yeah, uh, he kind of is like grabbing her and, and she's like, just because we got friendly once doesn't mean I want to do it again. And he's he's all like, I'll get you drunk and... All I need, all I need is 10 minutes. I was like, this is... You could not make this script now. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to basically like date rape you. And we got 10 minutes, which is plenty of time for you to put your makeup back on and insinuating two things. That's she, that just going to blow him and that he doesn't take very long to nut and also that her makeup's gonna have to be reapplied yeah so it's probably a very uh explicit yep um but anyway um so yeah she, as she, this is happening a gun pops into the screen right to his neck mm-hmm. and uh our boy banjo does the class mistake of bringing a knife to a gunfight don't want to do that and no. uh the guy holding the gun is steve dixon he's the uh he's this giant he's, he's the male big, big guy with the classic uh bald head with the long hair going long on, hair. on the toilet seat kind of design his hair is probably over a foot long mm-hmm. it's like down brushing on his shoulders and stuff but yeah nothing on top there it's, uh, how do you how do you like i maybe it's just for the role or he had to do it for something else he was in but like how do you know how as a moderately successful actor to not have someone around you just being like you gotta, you gotta, no, no pun intended. You gotta cut it, dude. Just like, yeah, but or still, just pay for a fucking. But nobody knife. was shaving their head back then. It would have just been the same look, but just a slightly shorter length mm. of hair. You know what I mean? Like nobody, nobody got that idea to start shaving it when you were losing it until like what, uh, Bruce Willis? Yeah, B. Will was one of the first ones. He was, yeah. Even um, Billy I mean, Billy Zane just had a fake hair piece. Really, but still, you know, Willis is pre Zane. Yeah, yeah. I I'm just trying to think of like famous bald dudes from back in the day who like went ahead and shaved it. Oh, well, like shave shaved. I mean, yeah. there's Spock. You mean uh, Picard? Yeah. Uh, oh, Spock. But he no, ha- Spock was secretly. He still got the toilet seat going. Yeah, but it was short. It was short. That's what I'm saying. It's but... like the like the the South Park character, the aging hippie douche. that's like bald with like the <laughs> the, the ponytail on the back still. Yep. Well, that's what, that's kind of what this guy looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, just it, he's he, the mountain version of it. Yeah, he scares off Banjo, and uh, Liz loves this. She's like, eh, I really wasn't into him that much, but I love when guys fight over me. Oh, and she's like instantly turned on. Mm-hmm. She's like, look, she's got a great way of looking people up and down. <laughs> like uh, later on when we meet Teddy, she like. She's uh, they have a, they have a great scene where she like pans down and is like, I mean he's not really ripped but like she pans down and there's like it like lingers on his crotch <laughs> and there's like no bulge there either too it's so funny, <laughs> well it's the same thing when they they show her uh, she's looking at him and it's like he doesn't really have big biceps either or no. like like they're not showing anything it's like pop that shirt off like show some abs or something you no. can be like cut and small like you don't have to be, I thought built. that yeah. Uh, I thought that was going to be something like to play into it, like he had this like legendary power or something like that. But anyway, that, we're getting too far ahead of ourselves. Um, so it, it cuts to uh, they're dancing, they're dancing, slow dancing after he helped her like clean up and bought her a couple of drinks. She and, says uh, he said that he's got oh, a lot of money. It's a drink. Well, it's a drink. Yes. She's in her monologuing about how he asked uh, he asked her to to marry him, but he didn't say he loved her. No, and she likes that. Yeah, because you know what else starts with a no? Lie, liar. Um, but anyway, yeah, so then the timeline in this was a little confusing to me. It's the very next day. It's it the is very one next day, day. And they so, must have gone to, like, some, in the middle of nowhere, there's some, like, place you can go and get 24-hour chapel. And, yeah, uh, shotgun wedding. 
and uh, they get back uh, to his house. He lives in this big house, and it turns the out cabin. He, yeah, he owns a, a lumber camp. Yeah. So this lumber camp is where I guess dudes stay there and sleep and basically live in like a. It's a lumber and slumber camp. Oh, I like that. I thought of that one this morning. Very nice. I applaud you. Um, so at this lumber camp, uh, she's there. He, uh, Steve goes out to go tell everybody, like you know, to get to work, and everyone's like, uh, "This is when you meet uh, Snaz." Snaz. Snaz and, is and a lumberjack. Hardy. I love it. Uh, Snaz. Snaz is the best character. Yeah, I loved him. Dude, I just so loved good. him. He's such. He's, he, it's he's very charismatic. It's, oh, you know what? I just realized because I saw that he was in the movie Sleepwalkers. He was the one. He was like, he's the cop. And he's talking to the cat, remember? When we watched the movie? Oh, yeah. And he's like, hey, oh, yeah. what's up? What's up? I'm trying to remember the goddamn cat's name. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, I'm not going to remember it. My fucking brain is Swiss cheese, but... Um, I, You know what? The, the first thing I liked about him hmm. is like... They're, you know, oh, they're all... I do know. Go ahead. No, no. You, so let's see if you get it. Okay, so he cracks open a beer, <laughs> and then he drinks the beer, and then he farts and burps. And those are both huge ADRs, too. Yeah, like totally that. didn't happen. But I also like how it, they're getting ready for work. It's like, you know, if you're outdoors like that, it's <laughs> like you're waiting for sunup. Let's say this is the summertime. Uh-huh. Sunup is probably not starting until like six or seven in the morning. So that's when you're waking up. Mm -hmm. And these guys are like just getting ready for work. And he like goes over and like. Cracks a beer. And there's other guys already cracking beers. I'm like, <laughs> man, the ni 1991, man. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Mm. Work uh hard, play hard. So, yeah, um, also, uh, Snaz, um, he introduces the fact that there's a lumberjack tournament, uh, specifically a wood chopping contest, and uh, they that, really want to They really want to win it. Mm -hmm. That is a thing, too. I remember, like, the outdoor games. Yeah, they, they ESPN plays that shit. They still do it, huh? I think it's probably ESPN 8, the Ocho. Oh, the Ocho. It's probably one of those, like, really Ocho, high Ocho ESPN. plus O. Um, but uh, when they find out that... Uh, uh, Mr. Dixon is the one who uh, he took home Liz, which they all know. All these dudes have hooked up with her, and they yeah. All... Well, she uh, she used to sell her mouth for a nickel, <laughs> a nickel again. I don't know how to feel about this. Like on one hand, like you you're supposed that's to. That's why she can't get out of town. She's giving <laughs> blowjobs out for five cents. I know it's ninety one. That's like fifteen cents now. No, it's probably like a quarter. Ugh. Still, that's why she's you know those tips ain't getting her uh, her tips in the bank. Well, that was one of the things I wondered about too, is that if is she just did she just marry this dude because she wanted money? Because if that's the case, congratulations, you're married to a dude who has his own business. Divorce him now, and you'll get half that fucking money. End of story. What state is it supposed to take place in? Oh, like, I don't know. Like Washington. Oh wait, no, yeah, they were talking about when they talked to Ted about where he was going and where he was coming from. He He's went like, through the Rockies to up to Canada, and they he thought he was going to go to Vancouver. So I'm assuming it's uh, Washington. Yeah, they're so they're moving east to and west. And this was also shot, and then down to California. This was also shot on the uh, the Twin Peaks set. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Like I, I was like watching. I'm like, why does this like seem like not familiar, but like I'm like, it's something was familiar about it. I guess actually. To be honest, mm -hmm. like, and then I, I was looking it up. And it was like one of the only IMD bitch facts that I could find. Nice. And, uh, and yeah, it was it was because uh, think about it, nineteen ninety one. Oh that's, yeah, that's such a like great. Whoever like was doing the producing and directing of this was like, oh sick, we have it a whole perfect location. We don't have to build her on set. We just go right on there, use that lot for for the day for another logging town. Yeah, yeah. It was uh so yeah we'll say Washington um and. Uh, Basically, uh, before the guys get to work, they're still drinking beers and hanging out. Um, 
uh, Steve or Dixon or whatever you want to call him, um, the head lumberjack dude, he overhears uh, Artie uh, make a joke, or actually Snazzy makes a joke, and he Snazzle's loses his shit. Snazzle's also in, oh my god, Snazzle's on the stand as well? Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Hanging with Mr. Cooper? Listen, we're not doing IMDB outs right now, okay, so sorry. let's uh, let's reel it in just a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, so, this is our first scene where uh, Dixon goes crazy. His eyes get all wild, and then he, like, starts, like, I think he, like, uses, like, a two-by-four and beats the shit out of Artie. I couldn't tell what he put in his mouth. What did it look like to you? Because it looked to me like a plastic sword. That's what I thought, too. I was like, this is some sort of blade, but... It, but it's it, not real. It looked like one of those ones that you, like, press a little button on and it would, like, light up. You know? I was like, also going to say it also kind of looked like... Um, like an extension for like a vacuum cleaner of like yes, the ones to get looked, in the couch. I swear to God that they were like, all right, we'll just this is how we're gonna film the scene. Use this to now, and then we'll go back and we'll do it with the. We'll we'll put it back in digitally, just like yeah. we're gonna add in all your ADR. Don't worry, yeah. no one will notice anything. Guy was stuff. like, get this fucking dirty ass dirt uh, dust buster down his fucking throat. This dirt devil. Dirt devil. Um, but yeah, it looked like a plastic sword in his mouth, and uh, the whole reason all this happened was because uh, Liz came by. And all the dudes saw her and were like, Is she Whoa. the only girl in this town? She's the only girl. Well, I mean, like, oh, even, oh, even oh. at the bar. Well, maybe all the other women are, like, married off. or I mean, if it's a logging town and it's just a bunch of dudes go there to work, yeah, they might just be sparse, slim pickings. Yeah. And, well, you know what? I think um, I think uh, Dixon kind of brings this on himself because he has a strict no girls on. No per- in, yeah, policy. Policy, except his wife, which is like, okay, that happened yesterday. Are you, like, expecting us to believe that these guys knew that that was the policy? Like, and if I do have a wife someday, you can't look at her. Yeah, well, they were saying he's not the type of dude to ever have a wife anyway. Yeah. Um, so why did that have came up anyway? I wrote in my notes uh, right here. I was like, I hate this chick. Um, like, she's, like, like, they do a good job of making you dislike her as a viewer. Yeah, well, I, I one of my notes I took later on was how um, they both sort of flip. From the opening scene. Oh, because he starts off as like kind of a stand-up guy, and she is, just comes off as like someone like a like some woman who's being harassed all the time, and, and then and she gets kind to know of him. Just, you know I'm just down on my luck trying to get, and really she's a conniving uh, wench. Yeah, you find out they're both garbage people. Yeah, um, we get our first glimpse of her smoking a cigarette and describing, uh, like you alluded to earlier, about him being he's got money because he got this thing. But also, he fucks like a mountain man. And she likes that. She likes it sometimes, but I just don't know what that means, because later on, when they have, like, the brief sex scene... This is the next sex scene, when they're doing it. She's like, um... Like, he angry fucks her because she's like, what, do you think one of these other dudes is gonna fuck me better? And then he's like, and, like, you think he's gonna hit her? And then instead, he just does, like, this gross, like... Yeah, it's a classic, like, shitty, like, sex scene. Uh, It's been kind of, like, you know, the guy just is like, oh, I'm done. Yeah, and, and she is lying there, like not bored even trying out of her yeah, mind. It's like literally, like she's like hand to like on her, on the side of her face, like leaning, looking away, like. And she said, "Okay, so this is when she says that she gets bored very easily." And my thing is this: if you know you get bored easily, why marry this dude? Why not just hang out with him and let yourself get you know spoiled a little bit? You know, get there for a free ride. Instead, she decides to marry him, even though she knows she's not going to. Because at the up to this point, she's been stoked about it. She, like she's like, yeah, first I could get like, used to this. Yeah, he's a man. I love when uh, just to go back one second when um, we first see them in the cabin when she's like smoking a cigarette and he like he's coming out of the shower or something like that and he like looks in the mirror and like 
combs his hair back. <laughs> he just like touches like his bald scalp, but doesn't do anything. He's like, gotta make sure my scalp's dry. Yeah, gotta, it's like uh, those two hairs, like Homer Simpson said. Oh, it is a Homer Simpson cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, we, this we, is where th- we meet Ted. This is where we meet Ted, and Ted has a lush head of hair. Yeah, you know. Okay, so this might be kind of a deep cut, but you know who I thought he looked like? Do you know who Simon Rex is? He was in Scary Movie two, like three, four, and five. Um, I can look him up. If you don't know who it is, it's not really gonna matter. But the reason I know who he is is because he went to my high school. Whoa, yeah. Alameda? Yeah, he went to Alameda High. Shout He's out. a couple years older than me. You might recognize him if you Google him. But I thought this guy looked like Simon Rex and Keanu Reeves had a baby. I, I thought the Keanu Reeves thing for sure. But yeah, this guy he looks up. He shows up. He's a classic hunk. Uh, and he just wants a job cutting wood, uh, and Liz wants to bang him. Mm-hmm. Instantly. Instantly. And, uh, Liz, uh, calls Ted, uh, uh, basically Ted comes in and he's like, um, oh yeah, I, I, I can, uh, chop wood. I'll show you what I got. Well, I love how he, he's just like wandering through the woods, like trying to find places to chop wood. I guess he's experienced, but it's just still funny. Like he just walks up to the first cabin. He sees like, Hey, I want a job. Like, <laughs> this, this could be like a, like a, like a resort. Yeah, you don't know. Uh, but he goes over there. And, oh, and, and uh, well, how about Dixon coming out? He's like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. And uh, like, a uh, person at the door? He's, got a, he's a short-tempered man. That's 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 the, that's the part and parcel to who he is as his character. But he shows him uh, a log. He's like, all right. He hands him a chainsaw. And the dude goes like, no, sir. I don't believe in those. And like he, he's like, I use this. And he pulls out like a regular axe. Yeah. And there's a great axe chopping i guess tree chopping scene uh where he starts beat like chopping the shit out of this huge tree that's i don't know i want to say like two and a half three feet in diameter or something like that the poor stunt guy who had to actually do all that work was must have like i'm i really hope they actually brought in someone like it looked like it was the same actor it looked like it was he was really doing it uh, no the, the cuts it looks like they like would the person would probably do some and then he comes in chops a few pieces they cut the scene again comes in it's very possible. Also, um, what a dumb line of work to try and get into, or yeah. to work in. If you, it'd be like working in a, like as a cook in a restaurant, like a grill cook. And be like, no, yeah. sir, I don't believe in ovens. I rub sticks together until I build my own fire. Yeah, I don't believe in gas grills. I cook with charcoal, <laughs> and then just sitting there for like the forty-five minutes while the charcoal gets up to temperature. I know. After this dude's done cutting a tree in half, he's like sweating like a little bitch, and like, yeah, like dude, he's... you're gonna do that all day? Yeah, come on now. That, that hurts, dude. Chopping wood sucks. Yeah, I know. I've done it once, and then I never did it again. <laughs> I did do it every single uh, early fall. I can imagine a little Tom with hair like Ted, all mini shredded. Yeah, that pro- that was me. Yeah, oh, well, let me see if your mom can dick up a picture. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, take a look at that. I have my own little hatchet. Oh, really? Yeah, I used to throw it at shit. Cool. Our walls and their bedroom and stuff. That is even cooler. Mm-hmm. And my friend had throwing stars. That's. I remember buying some throwing stars when I went on vacation in Hawaii, and I threw the shit out of all of our hotel room, and then there was all these holes everywhere, and then, like, right when we were about to check out, I was like, dude, we're going to get in so much trouble, so I took suntan block, like, sunblock, and I poured it in the holes, so that way it looked normal. You can do that with toothpaste as well, too. (sighs) I was such a little shit. You were, and still are. Anyway, (laughs) um, so yeah, 
you know, she's she's like hiding behind a tree, quote unquote, or quote hiding unquote behind a tree. She's getting hot and bothered. Yeah, and she and uh, after he's done, he's all sweaty, and she's looking up his uh, very mediocre body. <laughs> yeah, and like I said before, she like stops on the crotch and is like, wow, and uh, Dixon sees this kind of. He he sees her, but then like uh some like uh Snaz catches his attention and he like forgets. He's like the way Snaz is carrying his chainsaw too. Oh yeah, holding it like at the tip. Yeah, he's just like, and I think he's drinking a beer too. Yeah, probably. Dixon Dixon, uh, you know, he, that's a good hire for him. Is uh, is Snaz there? Oh yeah, I, he's just number he two him, man. Yeah, he, he, he talks him down from a couple times of being too angry. Mm-hmm. And he like, um. Anyway, so... I don't know. You know what? I just want to get a beer with Snaz. I'd love to hang out with those dudes. A beer? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I'd love the to guy d- drinks four beers I'd love to drink like a 12-pack with him. Yeah. You know, we'll have a good old time. Cut um, shit up. And uh, so it cuts to... Liz. Uh, Liz is called uh, Teddy up yep. to move a box. Yep. We know what box... She wants a move into Wazoo. And uh, so he, he does the classic knock and then instantly enters, too. Doesn't wait for anyone to, you know, let them in or tell them to come inside. Goes in. She's in the shower. She's like, come on in here. It, you know, he's like, I really shouldn't do this. And then she has uh, one of the best lines of the episode. Can you dry my back? Dry And me? then, go, yeah. Well, she, she cause it's because she put the towel too far from the shower, which is stupid but i've also done that before as well too i was a deliberate move though she she had orchestrated all this oh i know but i I just it made me think of like when it's cold in the winter time and you're like you know you don't want to get out of the shower shower to like where the air is cold you know you want to grab that towel and then close the curtain back up again and get as much dry as you can also drying off your back's fun uh yeah it's not bad i mean mean, as someone with with a broken shoulder i it's incredibly difficult to do right now uh uh-huh I have to. It, I kind of almost just like have to like. It's such a dumb process. I hate it. Well, so does she. So she has Ted help next, her out. Next time uh, you come over to my apartment, I'm gonna. I'm you in gonna here, John. <laughs> well, yo, where's this box you want me to move? Yeah, I'm like, actually, I do need a box moved, and I can't dry my back, so this is not. I'm like, sexual. hey, Tom, you said there was a pipe in here I needed to grab. Yeah, <laughs> it's a faucet. Um. So yeah, instead of uh, she's like, oh, instead of drying my back, why don't you dry my front? And this is where you get to see some boobies. Some boobies. Um, some pepperonis. Yeah. I was like, dude, there you are, looking out for 10-year-old Johns everywhere. Yeah. They're not bad, too. No, they're nice. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I remember when uh, she's walking on that white tank at the beginning. I was mm-hmm. like, I, if we don't get to see these. And I was watching on YouTube, and I was like, I didn't expect it. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's on YouTube. <laughs> I know. And then you get it, and you're like, a little personal victory. Yeah. Didn't even, oh, I guess I signed in, so I already knew I was an old man. No, they. This is for whoever wants to view it. It is out there for the world. I'm telling you, you don't got to be signed in. Wow, all our 14 year old listeners are like, Sick. yeah. We'll we'll put a timestamp on the. We'll tweet out a timestamp for it. Um. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So uh, then she has an even better line where she goes. Uh, he's well. Ted's like, I can't do this because Dixon's my boss, and she's like, No, I'm your boss. I even know how to give you a raise. And she gives a fucking crotch grab. Yeah, she grabs his cock. I like it. When you like when you're saying how she gets bored fast, mm-hmm. I wrote down. I wrote these notes uh, a couple of days ago. I wrote down she she is bored after two sexes. That's all it takes. Yeah, not or, even I, uh, technically one, after one. One for banjo. Yeah, <laughs> and Snaz too. I think we're applying, implying. Snaz, yeah, Snaz hooked it because he talked about it. sloppy seconds. But I don't know if he was referring to banjos or if all of them had her. Listen, 
if she's sleeping with Banjo, she's definitely slept with Snaz. Mm. Snaz is like prime. He's great. Yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, she as he like he like flips out when she kisses him. He's like, I can't do this. I'm gonna get in trouble. And he drops one of his gloves. Well, and- she like intentionally does it. It looks like she grabs, like, she's like, does it by accident, grabbing his butt, or like intentionally? Because the way she picks it up, she's like menacing. She's like, I'm going to plant this in the bedroom. Uh-huh. He's going to, Dixon's going to fly into a rage. And then I don't know what her plan was. I mean, clearly it's not what happened, but um, I did like how when he when he's chopping the wood to go back, uh, they called him like, this guy's a beaver. Yeah. <laughs> and all the hooting and hollering during this entire episode of the background is so good. I know. And I would have loved to work at this place. Well, there's definitely, a, there, and also there's for sure a line where uh, Snaz is like, I love this kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take a drink. Yep. Uh, so later um, that night, uh, uh, Ted goes out to have a beer with Snaz and Artie. And uh, uh, Snaz and Artie tell Ted, don't fuck Liz. It's not worth it. And then um, Steve finds Ted's glove and he flips out. Rightfully so. I mean, like, this is your wife. Like, yeah. obviously you married the wrong person and she's a piece of shit. But still, like, you know. One of your respect. subordinates is is tagging your, your tail. Yeah, that's not cool, man. Yeah. He's boxing her beaver. Um, so, basically, Liz is not satisfied with this. She goes back to have more, and she confronts, uh, she confronts Ted, and I'll just say it, she full-on rapes Ted. Like, she's like, come here. She's like, I don't care. You don't have to do anything. I'll do all the work. Yeah. (laughs) She, like, rips her clothes off to being, like, the most 90s lingerie. Yep. And, uh. got that very high-hipped. The very high-hipped thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They like to show off the top of the, where the leg meets the hip. Yeah. It's like, I don't, it almost confuses me where I'm like, where does it start? Where does it end? (laughs) I don't know. The 90s was a crazy time. Um, so we have this really funny sex scene that, um, as, you know, the classic, Late 80s, early 90s, like, guitar riffs, almost like saxophony kind of sound. It's a sexy sax type of music, for and sure. it's funny because it's light, it's it's very well lit at first, mm-hmm. and then instantly it's dark all of a sudden. And I'm like, wait, have they been fucking for a while? And then when Dixon busts in, they still haven't even gotten their clothes off yet. No. He's just like, I don't know. I don't know what they did. They just made out, even though he was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that was the ADR, too. Yeah. Like, I think they have specifically had to uh, add it in the ADR there, uh, where it was like, um, he's like, oh, I want this. Like, you want this, too, right? Because yeah. otherwise, it would have seemed like it was completely against his will. Yeah. It, the, I think he asked her a couple times. He's like, he's like, you, you sure? <laughs> you, you want me, too, right? Are you, are you sure? She's like, shut the fuck Fucking up. Fucking insecure jackass. Come Sticks on. a stock in his mouth. Um, so yeah, like, like you said, Steve comes in, he catches his wife, uh, and Ted together and he beats the, the shit out of him. Well, cause yeah, uh, Liz like instantly was like, he, he, he forced this on me and, and I didn't, you know, I didn't want it. And he's like, she seduced me. And, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, so he's getting the shit kicked out of him and he's not fighting back. And, and I think that goes back to the, the re- he didn't want this to happen. So he's like, doesn't feel well justified fighting back. I also thought this, he was going to fight back at first because in the beginning of the episode, she likes watching men fight over her. That's but this true. is a one-sided fight. This is him just getting his ass kicked. And then she's kind of into it. So okay, She's just, like, kill him. And he's hitting... He, he's hitting... Uh, Dixon is hitting Teddy with the the blunt side of an of axe. Of an axe. I was going to ask you because it was the same type of thing as before where I was like, is this a plastic sword? But this one, I thought it looked like an axe with no handle on it. Or excuse me, with no head on it or whatever it is. No, it was, a, it, it was an axe. He was just holding it reverse, like the blunt side of the axe. And he's, he does beat the shit out of him. Um, and then 
it cuts to him, uh, Ted recovering, and it turns out that he got beat in the head so bad that he's now blind. Blind. Yeah. Yeah. And our boy Snaz uh, comes in to visit him. Dude, again, I just I can't say enough about Snaz. I love him. I, I have a question for you after. On a, <laughs> I just thought of it now. So. All right. Cool. A uh, uh, little foreshadowing. A uh, little sneak preview. Um, so uh, Snaz and Artie want to show t- uh, uh, Ted a new trick. So they start showing him how to. Uh, use a chainsaw, even though he's blind. Yeah, what a better what better of a time to uh, to teach someone how to use a chainsaw than when they're blind? I mean, I might go out on a limb and say this is the worst idea ever. You could to give a blind man a fucking chainsaw. Yeah, That's I, I kept on waiting for like why like there, there's gonna be some sort of side story about um about why he was scared of chainsaws or didn't want to. Like my parents were killed by chainsaws. <laughs> my parents were chainsaw massacred in Texas. Um, That's why he's hitchhiking uh, uh, <laughs> up in north. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, so, yeah, he, he's getting the hang of it, and they're all just rooting for him, like, fucking crazy. I love this kid! Yeah. Um, so then, uh, they, they go to find Steve, and they're like, hey, Steve, come see what we did to Ted, because Steve does not fire Ted. No. He's like, all right, cool, you go recover, and then when you're, I don't know, like, they, 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 he, he's still there. He's like, you know what, you might have fucked my wife and beat the shit out of you, but, you know, I, I contracted you for the next week, so you're, you're, cool you're here now. to stay, yeah. He's I like, only blinded you. He I didn't does, kill you, but I, you know I'll still give you a job. He does say he was like, "We're always looking for more help." Yeah. Um. So yeah, Snaz and Artie like, "Come on, Steve, we want to show you a new trick." And then he's not interested. But then they pull a gun they on. They pull knives and guns on him. Yeah, a big old knife too. It looked and a big old, old gun. Yeah, and a big old gun. Um. And so then yeah, they, then they're like, "Hey, we want you to try something new, Teddy. Something a little bigger. These two stumps. So we'll see you get through these." And we see two uh, twin uh, tree stumps standing next to each other, and they're about I don't know six feet tall or so. Or so you know what I the stupid side of me was like, like these are two were gigantic trees, almost like redwoods, mm-hmm. and they're like three feet from each other. I'm like, there's no way those roots could have fucking grown. I don't know. I mean, okay, whatever. This is uh, your country bumpkin mm. axe chopping uh, intuition maybe uh-huh uh anyway uh yeah so y- you you get the gist pretty early on what's gonna happen here and you know they do a little job of teasing it for a few like 10 15 seconds he's like oh he's cutting through it and then you get your first blood splatter and snaz and Artie are just loving it they are so again do you think ted felt this blood spraying all over him because he, he acts like he doesn't been. notice it. it's just sap <laughs> No, he he actually doesn't, and I thought for a second he like got his vision back or something like that because he was like looking like he looked like he got like a shocked look in his face at once, and I'm like, is he like getting his vision back? Like because when he look when you first see um the head sticking out of the stump, mm-hmm. uh, for, for those of you that didn't watch the episode, yeah, they they took uh, they hollowed out these tree stumps and they put uh, Liz and Steve inside of them. Yeah, and and then they uh, they had them chopped them up into like. Three bits. You don't see Liz get her, but she can see what's going to happen. Yeah, so one of the things that kind of bugged me just a little bit was, uh, so they got these tree stumps, and they got uh, Steve's head sticking out at the top, and they got a, a handkerchief in his mouth. But if they're chopping you in half, what, three or four times, so you're taking off your feet, then they're taking off your head within, then you're taking through your stomach. But also, he didn't make a single noise, and no. neither did she. You could, you could at least be like... Or, like, have the person screaming, but, like, have, like, the chainsaw drown it out or something. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking of, uh, what they should have done was the chainsaw and then have, like, you know, like, I don't know if you've ever, like, worked with, like, machinery like that, but you get those big, gigantic, like, uh, 
like headphones, basically. Like oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like put on some like industrial ones that block out the noise. That would have been such an easy move. Yeah. Um, and, and then... Uh, but so, okay, so... Yeah, basically, uh, Steve gets chopped in half into a bunch of segments, and they kick him over, and you see all these cool little, like, segments. And then, um, basically, you find out that all these murderers, uh, excuse me, lumberjacks. Yes. They are murderers, though. They're twisted murderers. Yeah. They're brutal. Um, they set them up, and then, uh, after they kill, uh, Steve, they move on to, uh, uh, Liz. And this is when, I, like, I, obviously, this is me being really stupid, but then I was taking my notes, I was like... That's the title. She's split second, not first. Yeah. She's the second person to get split. And I was like, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. I was like, it took me a minute because, like, I don't know why. I just didn't put the two together, but she split second. Mm. Um, and, he, yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So that's basically the way that the uh, actual story ends. And then we get a little more Crypt Keeper at the yeah. end. Yeah. And uh, once again, he's... Uh, about to torture or kill a member of his staff. Uh-huh. It's its producer. Yeah. And uh, so the Crypt Keeper, he, he, he makes this really stupid joke. I was like, what the fuck is the Crypt Keeper talking about sushi rolls? And I was like, is that supposed to be the wood and then the body part inside? Like the little segments are supposed to look like little rolls of sushi? Yeah, I didn't get it. And then um, the, other, the only other uh, pun that he makes is he has something about, uh, he's talking about his producer. He's like, now that's what I call a final cut. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, I got to say, as far as the uh, puns go, not the strongest pun game. No. Um, uh, but also, it's not o- overwhelming. It's welcome. You know what I mean? No, it was, it was, I actually thought it was, like you said, very average, but also a nice, quick, it wasn't drawn out super long and anything like that. And I always wonder if the, the people that he's cutting up are actual, like, members of his staff. Or the, I think, the, the, I of, think that really was uh, Joel Silver. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's I, awesome. Yeah. I think it was really home. But, um, that's uh, this episode of uh, Tales from the Crypt, so uh, let's do what we do and do a little creepy crawlers. A little echo on that. That's because it was so good. Yeah. Um, I'll go first. Go. All right. So, um, again, not having watched a ton of the show growing up, uh, some of these really are awesome and some can be just kind of, I mean, they're all good and fun, but some of them, like I always do, like the metric of, uh, you know, when I watch as a friend and all that. Um, I did find it a very fun story, and Snaz drove this thing from the beginning. Secret, <laughs> a secret, uh, secret agent there, just killing it. Um, I did maybe overthink things a little bit, and I thought it was really interesting. This could just be a coincidence, but uh, both Dixon and Teddy kind of meet their downfall so to speak by the tool that they choose that they they like because he teddy likes the axe mm. he gets axed and loses his vision you know and you almost think he dies and then uh dixon who um a likes the big gun likes to use the gun mm-hmm. gets taken by the gun and then he gets killed by the chainsaw which he prefers i like it so i thought that was kind of cool how they both like it's poetic they're yeah they very much so um she was a babe she also sold the the character really well too. She she, she went from great being job like, of making you hate her. Yeah, because like I said, that first scene, you're like, oh, I'm totally relating to you. You finally found your knight in shining armor, and he's not even a good looking guy. You're a good person. I mean, that's, I mean, that's not that liking someone that's ugly makes you a good person, but you're. She she was taken into a couple of different things. Into she effect. was looking at his personality and sure. the, who he is as a person. He's a chivalrous dude. At first, and then I like how they both go to being instantly unlikable. And then you start to find, like, all right, who, like, 
who am I going to root for? Even Teddy is kind of boring too. And that's when Snaz comes in. That's what I was and just steals the show. Okay, so the the, the lumberjack guys are like, I you know what I kept on thinking of it was like, uh, I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. Uh-huh. Like Snaz would have been the perfect like just just wasted on set with those guys. Like I picture that like, like as soon as can you sing this song please? As soon as uh, they kill Dixon at the end, like everyone just like. That's like a money. Every becomes money pipe on set, basically. Mm-hmm. But starting to ramble. But yeah, I think this was fun. I would absolutely show this to someone else. Not you know, if it's someone that you don't want to see tits around, um, don't watch it with your mom. It might be a little awkward unless you're into that kind of thing. Or your mom is. Well, that's true. <laughs> Both your moms. Hey now. Um, but anyway, I I thought this was really good. I initially wrote it as a six point five, but then I really thought about it on my third watch and i i'm gonna bump this up to a 7.75 whoa 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 creepy crawlers wowzers yeah i just think it was fun it, it was so straightforward not, not no, no dumb twists or anything like that yeah yeah cleverly named and that's your that's your score 7.7.75 7.75. 7.75 all right that's definitely a good score especially coming from the ice man that's why i said it was not gonna be too icy in here today besides the temperature um so yeah uh this like I told you, I saw when I was a kid, it did it for me then, and it's doing it for me again. Um, I liked all the actors in it. I thought it did a great job. Uh, I felt everything was believable. I didn't think anyone was, like, hamming it up too much or anything like that. It had everything that I wanted from A Tales from the Crypt, where it had blood and gore, and it also had tits, and it also had an ironic twist. Yep. Um, Comedic it, moments or yeah. characters. Yeah, it had a, it like it just made everything great. And also, one of the things I really enjoyed was that there was no extraneous, like, filler. You know what I mean? Like, I they didn't need to like introduce any shit that didn't make yeah. sense to like buffer it. You That's know? why I was saying it was very like straight to the point. It trim. Was, it was very trim. Um, <laughs> that was not. That was all not right, me. Snaz. You, no, yeah. no, no. That was actually my foot on Burping the bottom and of the. Farting over here. No, I, I definitely have been farting a lot, but not so right now. since this is a fun episode and it has everything that I want, the only thing that I could possibly ask for more from this episode was if the cryptkeeper puns were better. Yep. Um, so that being said, I'm going to give this a nine. A niner? A nine. Wow. That's right. If it had the puns, I would have been like 10. That, yeah, day, if, baby. if the puns are there, I'd probably put an eight and a half, if not a nine for me as well. So yeah, this is going to be uh, probably one of our highest scoring, um, Tales from the Crypt. Oh, you know what? The only thing that might, uh, have gotten close to this is the All Through the House episode, the Christmas episode. Oh, yeah. So, uh... Is that, the, is that our highest rated episode? No, it's just, I think, the one of the Tales from the Crypts that we liked the best. Oh, okay. That's gonna do it for us, uh, for this episode of uh, Short and Spooky. Uh, as usual, we want to say thanks to all the listeners, all the shorties, all the spookies, all the parents, um, and, uh... Oh, you know, the holidays. new... The new... The new shout-out, too. All the Snazzers. The Snazzers? That's gonna be our new, uh, our new crew? Yep. The Shorty uh, Spookies and the Snazzers. The Snazzers are the people that have uh, beers at 7 in the morning till uh, 4 in the morning the next day. I was going to say, um, if the Shorties are fans of me and the Spookies are fans of you, the Snazzers are a fan of anybody else on the podcast. Yeah. So if you're a Snazzer, you like uh, any other guest, any other character who's from the episode, and uh, you just like us the least. So what's up to all the Snazzers? Yeah. And uh, yeah, like I was saying, happy holidays uh, for those... Uh, uh, chosen folks, the the Jewish uh, fans. <laughs> I think Hanukkah did start. It did start. It started uh, last Friday. Look, I am. There it is. Um, but yeah, we love you guys, and uh, 
that's about it. We're going to see you guys next week. Uh, and uh, thanks as always. Bye-bye. Stay spooky.